Hello and welcome to the newest episode of Walnut Grobecast. If you haven't listened and subscribed, please check out the newest shows from Walnut Grobecast, Bonnetheads, and The Little House Book Club. They are available from Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or just visit walnutgrovecast.com for more information. As always, these podcasts are free of charge as well as commercial free thanks to the following supporters. Chelsea Wofford, Andre Jarkison, Brian Mellenbacher, Leah Chiapino, Rhonda Ludwig, Kristen Hirsch, Margaret Lovisca, Elizabeth Villamagna, Laura Solarin, Julia Schroeder, Leah Mitchell from the Retro TV Podcast, Chris Hassler from the VHS Rewind Podcast, Tanya Weber, Alicia Murphy, Jennifer Jones, Marissa Baker, Kelly Milkey from the Dr. Quincast podcast, JJ Hurley, Robin Lee, Thoy Rodriguez, Matilda Smith Thompson, Angela Bowen from the Looking Back on My Wonder Years, a Wonder Years podcast, Shannon Quinton, Rebecca Harris, Dana Wilkins, Chantel Dubois Nishiyama, Peyton England, Laura Furman, Gerald Lang from the OSI Files podcast, Megan Parker, Chris Cooling from the Forgotten.tv podcast, Melissa Halfpint Gilbert, Teresa Trapp, Valerie Williams, The No Agenda podcast, Sherry Benner, Lydia Kikuchi, Whitney Griggs, Julia Jin, Don Roberts, Susan King, Max Duration, Aaron Wortman, Liz Serha, Brian S., Bobby Young, Candy Gleason, Angie Zadava, Megan Eichner, Katie Bollinger, Jeannie Mitchell, Jeff Griffin, Dean Almanzo Butler, Julia Monin, Whitney Cole, Rebecca Frederick, Anne Quinn, Jill Stellman, Dottie Cashin, Suzanne Holland, Spunky Cheek, Stacy Keller, Matt Mercier, Cheyenne Hampton, Stephanie Carnes, Alicia Olin, Rachel Boren, Jeannie Comer, Elvira Davis, Stacy Carrigan. Thank you all for your support. You make this podcast possible. And in my eyes, this is truly your podcast. So if you have any ideas or suggestions, please feel free to reach out to me. If you would like to support Walnut Grovecast, please visit patreon.com slash walnutgrovecast. Without further delay, please enjoy the newest episode of Walnut Grovecast. Hello, this is Mark, and you are listening to One Art Grovecast again. This is part two of a two-part episode. I have on again Kelly Milky. How are you doing, Kelly? Good. How are you? Welcome back to the show. Well, I'm good. good. Thanks for having me back. 
Absolutely. It's as though we just hit the button a few minutes ago. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> it's a home again, again. Part two. This is exciting. It's a great episode. You know, it's weird watching this episode. Um, I, I don't think I had seen this episode in about a year and a half or so. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I kind of forgot how dramatic of an episode it really is. Yeah. And we talked a, a lot about why this might reoccur on in the world of Little House in the Prairie. Uh, Michael Lennon seems to return to this idea over and over again. Other shows borrow the idea. It's not the most unique idea, I guess. Um, but Dr. Quinn, you know, Dr. Quinn Medicine Woman has an yes. episode that touches upon morphine addiction yes. and um, morphine abuse. Yes, and we reviewed it recently um already released on that podcast what's the name of that podcast if you if you enjoy 19th century dramas and if you enjoy episodes about morphine addiction (laughs) definitely (laughs) check out our other podcast it's called dr quincast yeah it's amazing Um, yeah and very much in the style of the Walnut Grove cast that you know and love we're kind of applying the same methodology to looking at dr quinn and it's I think very good time. I think every episode has some mention of Little House and Prairie. We yeah, I mean I think just like natural. Well, so here's the thing though: like, they're very uh, very different shows, but there's enough overlap between um, some themes and stuff that like, at least to me, it's natural to think of the other show because um, mm-hmm. it's like there are a lot of things where it's like, well, Little House had an episode where they looked at this. Uh, but it was different because X, Y, and Z or whatever. Um, you know, well, so, there's like enough stuff that's similar that you're kind of comparing them, but they're very different. And like 20 years apart too, the productions. So it's yeah. kind of interesting in that sense as well. But um, all right. So here we are um, just to get everybody into the mood, I guess. Do you want to do a retelling of what <laughs> occurred? Uh, do you want me <laughs> Yeah, do you, do you want to recap? Do you want me to just, uh, by recap, do you mean read that thing again? Do you want to read that thing again? The coffee mug? Um, <laughs> Everybody's favorite coffee mug. It is. It would be a nice thing to receive on a birthday. Yeah. Or so here we a go. Wedding. A very, <laughs> a very special episode. Little House on the Prairie, Home Again, Part 2. Doc Baker realizes that something is wrong with the morphine in his pouches. His pouch is like he's a kangaroo or something. Charles, I think there's something wrong with the morphine <laughs> in my pouches. And he tells Nels that the company is very responsible and loyal, and so something had to happen to it when it came here to Walnut Grove. He says no one messed with it in the store, and he had Albert drop it off for him. Doc Baker realizes that Albert must have switched the morphine for powdered sugar. He tells Charles to watch for symptoms of addiction. Charles finds the morphine in Albert's shoe and gives it back to Doc Baker. When Albert goes looking for it, Charles confronts him, but Albert says he only did it once. Only did it once, Paul. <laughs> and he's sorry, and it sorry. won't happen again. It won't happen After again, Paul. After bitch slapping Miss Plum, Charles <laughs> knows Albert lied, and he has to go through a major withdrawal to get off the morphine. Some of this episode is quite graphic, where he... <laughs> Where he vomiting up tons of grossness <laughs> during the withdrawal. Who wrote that? Anonymous. Oh, anonymous. 
It's very wise. He, he vomiting up. He vomiting up. You know, if you're going to get a typo, you don't want it to be printed on a mug. I mean, is that a typo or no. is that just how they actually uh, wrote it? I don't know. I think that's how they really wrote it based on their like sentence structure overall. <laughs> maybe it was a translation. Um, maybe. Possible. But um, here we are. We have um, Doc is doing um, a visit at somebody we've never seen before, Zeb. You said you think I think it is Zeb. I think his or name Zed. is Zeb, right? It's like Zeb or Zed or something. Yeah, it's something like that. And he, this guy is really, really sick. I think that they're a sweet couple, even though they seem to complain a lot. There's something that I kind of think is nice. How the wife is just constantly at his side. Maybe it's not that nice. I mean, I think that they're nice. They seem very like devoted to each other. I yeah. mean, like they're old. I mean, they. I mean, they just. I mean, like the guy is in a lot of pain, and they're both very elderly and. Yeah, they're both like I don't know, they 52. probably have a lot to complain about, you know? They're like 52. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but here we go. Breathe deep. Deeper. Deeper, Zeb. If I could breathe any deeper, I wouldn't need you to, to check me. Deeper. 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 <laughs> <laughs> we get it, deeper. Yeah. <laughs> there is um, one thing I did want to bring up to you, and um, this is something I kind of wanted to go down a rabbit hole on eventually at some point. But, mm-hmm. and we really can't go too far into it now, but I, I have a feeling um, once I bring it up, you, you might have an interest in it. And that's the IMDb user reviews. I don't know if you've ever f- come across this part of the website. Yeah, I have. Oh, okay, good. <laughs> And it's kind of like Yelp, you know, where it's kind of like, this is a bad show. You know, it's like just written by people who either love or hate it. There's never anybody in the middle. Right. (laughs) And um, so, yeah, I want to revisit that in the future and do maybe dramatic readings of some of these people because some of these are are really good one for this episode on there. um, Not that I can think of. I just kind of thought of it. Um, there, w- there were, I'm going to flip through it as we go on. Maybe I'll find one. I read one the other day. I can't remember where it is, but I remember, um, it doesn't matter. I'm going to continue playing the clip. <laughs> well, I'm looking at it right now. All Good. right. You can relax. About time you do something. I'm just kidding. Relax. <laughs> <laughs> I spend most of my life lying in bed. How relaxed can you get? How is he, Doc? How the heck would he know? Zeb. Yeah, he, they, they're in love. <laughs> but uh, he has a lot of ailments. <laughs> he is, he's diabetic. He's, I don't know what else. He has everything that possibly could be wrong with you. And he's in a lot of pain. So yeah. what do you give somebody for pain? <laughs> you give, more you give him the fiend. Fiend. And here, he... This is where Doc is basically talking about um, what the fiend is and what to give him. I wish he wouldn't talk to you like that, Doc. He really doesn't mean it. I know that. He really has been hurting awful bad, Doc. Are you crying, Doc? (laughs) (laughs) Be a man. 
By the way, I don't know if you can see this, but in this scene, it's about four minutes in. There's a photograph on the wall to the right's oval, and I swear it looks like the original Charles Ingalls. I cannot tell, though. Ooh, okay. So please just keep an eye on it. I want the camera to move a little bit so I can see it better. Pete might know. Pete might be, uh, might be. Yeah, he <laughs> has a very special connection <laughs> to does. the original Chaz Ingalls. Yeah, I brought some more morphine for him. I wish there was something more I could do, but uh, body's like a machine. Eventually it just wears out. It just seems like one thing after the other. Pains through the chest, arthritis, diabetes. Sometimes diabetes. I just... Diabetes. Scared something will happen to me, beatus. and I won't be able to care for it. <laughs> you got the beads. Right. Don't let him wear you down. I won't. I think it's a Bananarama song, isn't it? Oh, it makes or me think go of Go-Go's. the Wilfred Brimley commercials. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He did, didn't he also do like almost home cookies? He did some other thing. No, oatmeal or something. I forget. What he did? I don't remember that. He did something. Definitely something. <laughs> there you go, just like before. One powder at bedtime for the pain, and one during the day if he's really hurting. Thank you, Doc. Now, is he prescribing an entire powder for him, like an entire packet? Because that seems like a lot. Um, I was wondering that because, like, when Albert takes it, he seems like he's—is he taking a whole packet at a time? I can't tell. I mean, I don't think we ever get to see how much Albert is medicating himself. Um, but, and it's funny on the morphine packet, it says reliable pain remedy. Sure is. Yeah. Reliable pain remedy and more. (laughs) And more. (laughs) And more. Which by the way, I am going down the rabbit hole of the IMDb user reviews. Oh no. (laughs) And as, and as red rainbow unicorn 23. Do you want to do a reading? (laughs) Reminds us. Drug-free, always the best way to go. I remember. That might be the one I read. <laughs> really? That was That's a heading, right? Like, that's his subject? Yeah. <laughs> yes, it is. And then there's one that says drugs, and there's like, drugs, not good for you. <laughs> this is awesome. And someone else says, Landon could be ballsy. And, you know, not to laugh about drugs, it's just, you know, people are so dramatic sometimes. In his heart-gripping first part of a two-part episode, we see Albert is addicted to drugs, morphine. And you can just see from the get-go how drugs affect your personality, and it's not for the better. When would it be for the better? Uh, I mean, I thought Albert seemed like he was having a good time. I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Stay tuned to the second part. This might be a spoiler for this episode, but it's where you see what happens when Albert stops and the withdrawal symptoms. Yeah. Although this person's like, it was nothing like other innocent Little House episodes I've seen. Um, This show's not as innocent as you would think, though. I mean, we've seen a lot of crazy stuff on this show. I think as a child watching Little House on the Prairie, um, a lot of it goes over our heads. But yeah, as you grow up. Yeah, when you're younger, but then when you're watching it as an adult, it's kind of like, whoa. You know what I, I love sometimes on the internet is when somebody writes a word like crap, but they use the asterisk over the A because it's yeah. like you can't see crap. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that heading says, whoa, this one scared the crap out of me. <laughs> 
it's pretty funny. It did. I this was a very memorable episode, you know, for very good reason. But uh, here we go. Let's go back to some of these. Um, Doc Baker basically checks out Jason's eyes, gives him a test, and gives um, him huge glasses. You know what I'm I'm leaving out is that Jeb's wife pays the doctor with an an apple pie. Right, I think it was Apple. Mm, right. When he goes to pick him up. I mean, right. Because Doc Baker, like, goes to the Carter. Um, he's giving place. morphine to them. And he's getting a pie. Yeah. Doesn't oh, wait. Fair. Yeah. You're talking about. Yeah, that. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, and so. And, and then, and then, and then Doc Baker just sets the pie down. He's like, I'll just take one of these. He takes back one of the packets. I'll just take this for the road. I know a kid in town will pay dearly for this. <laughs> oh, that's terrible. So, um, so Jason's getting an eye test and he's, the doc is like, you are clearly faking, but he's going to play along. So he apparently has like these placebo glasses just hanging out in the office. And they're just as huge and nerdy as the other kid, other kid, the yeah. weird kid. The dark skinned Harry Potter. <laughs> but now, you know, the glasses are really huge. They are really, really, but he's so happy to be wearing them. It's cute in that sense. And we get to see, um, is, um, what does John Carter show up? Right. Well, I really like the Carters. Yeah, I like them, too. I think that they're, like, a really good addition to the show. It's kind of too bad we only get, like, you know, one season with them. But, um, so Jeb's wife contacts Doc's office and basically saying, Zeb or Jeb, we're not really sure. The old guy is in a lot of pain. And I thought it was going to be something along the lines of the sugar might be triggering his diabetes. Diabetes. Oh. Oh, the the beatus, yeah. The beatus, but um, no, it doesn't seem to be. I mean, I'm sure it didn't help. <laughs> right. Yeah. But it's really the lack of morphine that's really affecting him. So, here it is. Yeah, which Albert can relate to. Yeah. He's sleeping now. Oh, thank the Lord. I didn't know what to do. The pain was so bad. I, I know I shouldn't have, but I. I gave him another packet of medicine about a half hour after the first. He was hurting so bad. You gave him two packets and he was still in pain? Yes. I was afraid to give him more than that. Only Howard Ingalls could handle such doses. <laughs> oh, my goodness. That's what I haven't seen anyone go through feeding this fast <laughs> since that guy from season two. <laughs> exactly. I ran with the Carters. Has your husband ever been in a war? Where's the medicine? Here, in the cabinet. Do you have any bugles in the house that trigger memories of war? <laughs> uh, exactly ten minutes. By the way, you get a perfect shot of the picture, and I don't think it's Charles Ingalls. It's just a guy with a crazy Maybe it, Maybe it's a guy when he was young. But who are these people? I don't know. We've never seen them before. I mean, classic little house. And you know, Yeah. No, no maybe, f- it, maybe it's like a portrait of... Uh, Zeb or whatever when he was young. Maybe. You know he's an actor, right? <laughs> okay, so here's the thing. <laughs> Studies have shown 
Those are shown the fictional actors and actresses. Are your real friends? Are real. Dogs are people too. My dogs are people. Well, there you go. Now, as you pointed out, this is Doc's favorite part of an evening where he gets to test the morphine. Well, he loves this, but he's let down here because it's, it's not actually the fiend. Yeah, he's a little bummed out. He's like, this is just a sugary treat. <laughs> <laughs> it's nice, It's nice, but it's not what I want. <laughs> I'm not getting high off this. Well, I think you should make some tea. I'm going to take all this medicine with me. I'll give you something else, Bert Zeb. Same thing, only in liquid form. That watery it's... stuff just don't work as well. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't. <laughs> Slapping it out of the hand. That's a Dr. Quinn reference. Yes. Listen to our other podcasts. It's <laughs> <laughs> to get the full context. Search for Quincast. Yeah. Lots of morphine in um, Dr. Quinn's um, in Colorado Springs, that's for sure. Yeah. Or at the least a fair and the quinine, amount. the two go-tos. And the willow bark tea, too, I guess. Yeah, quinine's a big part of it. And willow bark, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, have yeah. you ever, you know, weeping willows, you know, those kind of huge trees that just look yeah. like, well, those are the trees that um, you can just scrape the bark off and make a tea from. Oh. Yeah. Delicious. I don't know if it's delicious. But it'll cure your ailments, according to Dr. It'll Quinn. It'll cure everything. Yeah. I, um, th- we are not medical professionals, and we are not giving medical advice. Disclaimer. Disclaimer. Yes, yes, yes. Use it at your own risk. Coming, coming. Don't open until 8 o'clock. <laughs> he's like, you know, he's like, I was about to just have my morning morphine. <laughs> yeah, I know. Like, he was like. He has, like, the good stuff where he injects it, you know? So, like, actually, because it's all visual, but you see him in the back room, and he was just, like, getting the needle ready, and then he's yeah. like, oh, son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, today's needle day. Yesterday was the cough syrup day. <laughs> on and off, on and off. But it's Doc coming to the mercantile before business hours, which is probably, like, 5 a.m. Oh, Doc. Come on in. Oh, good. He can get me more morphine. <laughs> Nels, are you stealing the morphine again? <laughs> I mean, that's kind of what he's implying. He's like, why couldn't it be Nels or Willie? Yeah. Yeah. Willie's had a history of being a troublemaker. Or Nancy. Come on. Nancy has a history. Yeah. Have you got an emergency? Yes, I do. That shipment you sent me the other day. Yes, what about it? Part of it was packets of morphine. Some of it I gave to Zeb Coley. And? It was sugar. What? Sugar. Powdered sugar. Somebody substituted sugar for the morphine. Somebody. No, somebody. Somebody and it was you. I think it was you. Somebody in this building and I think it was Harriet. (laughs) Could have been. Could there have been some mistake at the manufacturers? No, I don't think so. The company's too reliable. Bayer. I wonder who was making morphine back then. It yeah. was probably one of those big companies like Bayer or Johnson and Johnson. Or, yeah, I don't, I don't maybe. know. If it, it had to happen here, Nels. Well, that's impossible. Was 
was the box left around the store anywhere. Now, this is where the light bulb just kind of comes on. And I just think it's kind of hilarious because as soon as he says it out loud, you're like, well, obviously. Could it have been tampered? No, 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 no. It, it arrived with some other items and it never left my sight until I gave it to Albert to take to you. Idiot. You mean Albert, <laughs> the kid who got thrown out of the city? Yeah. <laughs> No, I mean, it's just like, yeah, it's like, uh, duh, you gave it to Albert. Yeah. And then, and then Doc Baker just walks out the store and his face is all like, I know something's up in this town. <laughs> He's like, I just wish my hair was just a few inches longer. It would be so much more dramatic. <laughs> but I still have my Quaker hat on. <laughs> <laughs> he does. He, I mean, I, he's got his little tie on. I mean, this guy. Yeah, he I actually like likes to like. Um, he likes to administer morphine by like mixing it in with some Quaker oats and. Well, he usually adds in it. sugar and Quaker oats. <laughs> <laughs> your, your screenshots really do make him look like a Quaker oats guy. <laughs> Holy cow! And, like when he was tasting it at the house, and it was just sugar. He's like, "Well, this is fine for my Quaker oats, but it's not going to help you with your pain." You like oatmeal on cookies now? <laughs> Oh my god! So, all right, moving on to this whole thing. Um, he Doc goes to Charles and basically accuses Albert, which yeah, Charles just doesn't take very well. You mean the giggler, <laughs> my giggling son? No, nothing strange. You mean my giggling son with erratic behavior? No way. <laughs> you know what else? Charles is like the foreman again. He's got the clipboard out. He's I know, right? <laughs> who owns the mill? I, I I wrote that down, but I don't know who um, who's running it. I don't know, because like after Hanson dies, who does run it? I don't know. Is it kind of like one of these kind of hippie communes where it's, it's just... like a co-op or something. <laughs> yeah. Like, hey, you need wood? You bring wood? You run it for a few days? You cut other people's wood? You go home. You put in your hours. <laughs> <laughs> and don't forget to make almond milk on your way out yeah <laughs> you gotta make a gallon of everybody makes a gallon of almond milk it's really good to mix with your fiend man i used to belong to a co-op it's it's a little bit of a headache it's too much of a commitment really i thought so i think mm. most things are too much of a commitment when you can just pay a little bit more yeah i'll just go to trader joe's thanks why commit to things when you can have a Little House podcast instead? Right. I'm like, you know what? I don't have to have a co-op. Do you know who I am? <laughs> I am where I am today because of Michael Landon. <laughs> Listen, my work pretty much covers the entire 19th century. Why am I sick? I mean, his moods. Is he happy? Sad? Both? Up and down? Four up since we've been home. Working hard in school and he's away from that bad bunch of the Does he sleep a lot? Well, yeah, he sleeps a lot. He's a grown boy. What's this all about? I have a suspicion. It's only a suspicion, mind you. But... Well, come on, Doc. Out with it. What is it? Does he have munchies? <laughs> <laughs> Does he eat a lot of pie? <laughs> Does he eat cheese doodles and, not, and just leave his hand all dirty? <laughs> Does he like pot pies? Does he eat pot pies like he's never eaten before? Tampered with a shipment I received, a shipment of morphine. 
Doc could use a little chapstick, by the way. <laughs> His lips are. It's that desert air. It's dry. Yeah. I mean, he could probably just use some general moisture, honestly. Well, I think I've read what they would normally use is something like uh, bear grease. Right? Bear grease? Yeah, bear grease. So, from oh, like the fat of a bear. For yeah. everything. You put it on your boots, your lips. <laughs> yeah. Your sure. buttocks, whatever you need. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, um, so Doc Baker, I mean, he's like a pretty, like, wrinkly, crinkly man. Yeah. Which I'm not, like, criticizing. I mean, it happens to everybody, right? Yeah. But he, I don't actually, I don't know how old he is. I know Chantel would know, like, off the yeah. top of her head, because she's, like, a huge Doc Baker fan. Aren't we all, though? But, yeah, Chantel yeah. specifically. Like, so. Yeah. Um, but he looks like he could, like, maybe just use, like, a coat of moisture over his face. Yeah, like, yeah, I just always wonder, like, what would happen if you got a day of beauty? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if he had a spa day. Um, well, Kevin Hagen was born in 1928, and this came out in 83, so that would make him younger than Charles? No. Um, 80? I don't know. How old is he? Um Wait, when was he born? Nineteen twenty-eight. So he's like seventy-something, right? No, no, I can't do math. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like Jason. I can't do math. No, that would make him fifty-eight, fifty-seven. Oh, okay. He's ten years older than Charles, from hmm. what I can tell. Yeah. yeah, ten years older than Charles. I mean, okay, so for fifty-seven, he's pretty crinkly, right? Yeah, but I still think you know. I think you can agree he's a handsome guy. I mean, he's got a cool look to him, and he's got a hell of a oh, head of yeah, hair. Oh, yeah, like, he's, like, pulling it off, totally. And he's got a good head of hair. Yeah. And that automatically takes, like, ten years off. <laughs> oh, come on. I, I know my son's been in a share of trouble. I wouldn't do anything like that. What about that Willie? Sure? Well, yes, this is where Charles is, like... I know my son's been in a share of trouble, but there's no way that he would have morphine and not share it with me. <laughs> my son would not lie to me. He's been <laughs> lying to you pretty much every day for the past two years. Yeah, yeah. but um, but we're in Walnut Grove. Like, I'm aware of where we are, Charles. Yeah, he just, um, a parent who doesn't want to see the actual facts, he goes and does a check. He goes through everything. Mm-hmm. And he finds a bag. And I, I thought this was a pretty fun little scene. Fun, not fun, but just... So this is coming up to Doc Baker's favorite part of the job, too. Yes. He finds a bag. Slim Jims. Sour balls are his favorite. Not anymore. <laughs> Second favorite now. What about the shoes? Oh, I, I want to be wrong, Charles. And, like, Doc Baker, he looks like he's done this before. Yeah, like, he's done. <laughs> you know, Betsy um, has to have this kind of stuff done. Um, not on her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, sometimes we have to flip the whole, you know, the whole bedroom to find Betsy's stash. No, um, <laughs> because where she works, you know, people live there in their residence and everything, and sometimes people bring in a contraband and stuff. And, right. Or it gets smuggled in. It's like, you, know, you can't have pickles. <laughs> you know? These pickles aren't kosher. Uh, these, well, it is a kosher facility, and you cannot. Yeah. No. Get it out of here. <laughs> Check the shoes. They bring a special, like you know, vessel to bring. Yeah. To launch it out. 
say a quick prayer. I'm just <laughs> kidding. I'm offending someone probably. He pulls out an orthopedic. He's like, these are my orthopedic inserts. <laughs> I didn't realize that Albert had fallen arches. He is lying to me. <laughs> Size 12? Goodness, what goodness. But he takes out a piece of paper. And Charles is just like, what? Why would he waste this lime paper? That's his favorite part. And then he's like, I'm going to have to confiscate this. (laughs) He actually takes like three teas. I got to make sure. Yeah. He's like, Charles, I'm going to have to take this back to my office and dispose of it properly (laughs) in my mouth. (laughs) It's a loss. They've already paid for it. I got my pie. (laughs) This is paid for morphine. Poor Doc. Imagine if Doc was addicted and he had to still test it. Yeah. I always wonder about stuff like that. I mean, obviously doctors are human beings just like anybody else. But, you know, if they're around like narcotics and stuff like that, it has to be like a questionable moment for them, you know, to not just kind of do it. I'm sure people pull it off. I do have faith in people, Kelly. But um, Albert comes back and he's like, oh, my God, I hate my life. Where's my where's my fiend? <laughs> and then Doc Baker is like, I had it all. He goes right into the closet. Uh, he goes into his room. Nobody's in the room. He goes, puts his hand in his stinky shoe. And it's not there. I was like, he should have put a mousetrap in there or something. That would have been I awesome. Mean, yeah. I wonder... Um, oh, <laughs> that actually would be really funny. <laughs> Is the shoe really the best place to hide it, Albert? I feel like yeah. Albert should be craftier than this. Yeah. Well, you know, he's an addict. He's not at his best. And yeah, but, I mean, well, first of all, so why doesn't he have it with him at school anymore? Because in the first part, he was taking it at school, right? Mm-hmm. And at the very least, I would think maybe he would just carry his stash, like, in his pocket. Um, I'd because... hide it at Almanzo's. What? I'd hide it at Almanzo's house. Yeah, yeah. In like a saddle or something. I'd give it to that Matthew kid. <laughs> Just see what <laughs> happens. To keep it safe. <laughs> give it, yeah. I'd give, it, I'd give it to that kid that can't talk. <laughs> Honestly, probably what I would do is sprinkle it on the sour balls. Oh, yeah. Make like a little dessert. <laughs> yeah. Crafty, right? And then yeah. when you've done with the sour balls, you just get more and you shake it up again. It's like shake and bake. Yeah, yeah. It's actually kind of nice. It's not. He's actually going to spike Laura's pie with it, and they're all having dessert, and they're all like, this is the best pie I've ever had. We need to dry my brownies. <laughs> I've never felt so relaxed. Oh, from Hank's. <laughs> Hank's. Hank's brownies. All right, so he's like, where? It also would have been interesting to leave a note in there going, you're dead. <laughs> <laughs> you know where this Morphe's going to get you, Albert? Dead. Hope you like milk. And somehow Charles is behind the door. Like Yeah, he just like pops up out of nowhere. Like, it's like a horror movie. <laughs> now, 
Don't you lie to me, Albert. Lie to you about what? About the morphine. Oh, I don't know what you're talking about. Talking about the morphine that you took from Dr. Baker. Now, don't lie to me. You took it, didn't you? Didn't you? Yes! I took it. How long have you been taking it? I don't know. How long? A few months. How much? Once a day, twice a day, how much? I don't know. Once in a while. Why? Why? What do you care? What do I care? You're my son. I love you. Then why'd you bring me back here? To try and help you. You were going to leave me here. That's not true. Yes, it is! You can leave me here. You want me to tell the truth, but you don't. All right. All right, I was going to leave you here. Yeah, See? so he does just say that, right. By the way, You're solid acting. Such a good acting from both of them right here. Yeah. Yeah, I think that they both... Uh, they act so well and I mean just in general but in this episode and like they're I don't know do you can you use the word chemistry in like a non-romantic sense because I mean it's not yeah, like in a sure. romantic way but mm-hmm. like the chemistry of like the two of them together mm-hmm. is just so good and I just think in general um, some of like what I think are like the best acted and like most touching moments like throughout the series are like Pa and Albert moments mm-hmm. you know they have like a lot um, you know since Albert comes on, like, when they decide to bring him home and, like, when they adopt him officially, there are some really, like, touching moments. And, like, I just think that, like, the two of them together are just, like, they're really good. And this is um, in a much more dramatic way than we've seen them before. But they just seem really, like, raw and genuine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I really I enjoy seeing them on screen together, but especially here in particular. I thought... I don't know. I thought it shows like a lot of growth here from Matthew Laberto because he is still, as an actor, a very young actor. He's yeah. Maybe 16 or 17 years old here. And I don't I just thought it was a pretty good job. Um, but he's off it. He's, he's given it up. He's a new kid now. And um, it's a new day in Walnut Grove. And that's what Charles is going to sell. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Charles, how'd it go with the boy? It went just fine. Everything's out in the open now. Promise me he'd never touch it again. I hope he's being honest. Uh, I'm sure that he is. Thank God we caught it in time. Said he's only used it once in a while. Well, if that's true, it's a blessing. How was he this morning? Uh, it was quiet. But... Had a little toast. Why? I was just wondering. If he has any symptoms, like extreme irritability or loss of appetite, let me know. I will. But I'm sure it's over. I want to thank you again for everything. No need to thank me. Well, I better get back to work. Charles. Yeah? Remember, let me know if he has any of those symptoms. I will, Doc. So right there, Doc said twice, um, if he's telling the truth. You know, I mean, he's really... Doc seems to, you know, he read a book about this. And, um, well, Aww, you know, I'm he's... kidding. He probably has experience with this yeah. type of thing. And, yeah, um, totally. it's just, he's not ready to just kind of believe this and move on. Yeah. Well, I mean, for good reason. 
Right, you're not just going to go from, like, being an addict to, like, oh, I'm never going to touch it again, and you have no problems. Like, well, that's just not realistic. Yeah, but according to Charles, that is realistic. <laughs> because he promised. According to his, like, rose-colored goggles. <laughs> so here we are in the school. It's uh, I think it's the same day. Uh, Albert, would you take the last problem, please? Yeah, Albert. I don't want to do math. <laughs> math is stupid. And he's like doing his thing. He has this like thing where he's like touching his face a lot. He does it <laughs> a lot in this, in both parts of this. It's part of his like you know drug addict thing. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, what do I need math for? I'm gonna be a doctor. <laughs> what do I need math for? I just want morphine. I just need to count money. He's good at street math. Yeah. You know what? He would probably get along really well with Jake. Yeah. Or he go into business with Hank. You, I I can't see him working with Hank. Really? No, Albert. No, um, I could see him maybe being deputized and working with Matt. Really? Get a little mm-hmm. badge on him. Oh man, don't give him a badge. <laughs> deputy, deputy Albert. There's one thing that that town doesn't need, and that's more badges. <laughs> that's true. I think Matt has more than one badge too. I think one is kind of dull. The one I saw tonight was like really shiny. Well, because he has like his dress badge, and, like, <laughs> his regular badge, his he has, funeral like, his badge. badge. Yeah, he has like his dinner badge. Yeah, his noon badge. <laughs> He's got a whole assortment of them. Well, and then like on laundry day, he has like... mending day. Yeah. Fifteen. Oh. <laughs> Carry one. Speak up, son. Twenty-two. His math is still better than mine. (laughs) Really? Even when he's all like fogged up. Is it? Oh, I can't do math. Well, you just heard me earlier. I thought that dog baker was seventy. Uh oh, I see on Facebook I'm getting flash. um, Dottie is messaging the uh, Walnut Grove cast uh, moderation. Yeah, Chat. I saw that. I'm almost afraid to. Uh, cause that, that went in a different direction. So. Uh, Dottie, by the time you're listening to this, I'm, I'm sorry for whatever Kelly said. Uh, you started at work. <laughs> uh, I'll finish it. In the first column, 15, carry a one. Stupid. Oh. All right. Uh, 15... Like, seriously, just give me a piece of chalk at least or a piece of paper or, like, I don't know. Why does it all have to be done right there on the spot? Just too much for me anyway. Carry one. 23. God. Yeah, that's me when I do math. <laughs> <laughs> What's your social security number? This is how I sound. Um, uh, red... <laughs> Four niner. <laughs> in the second column, you've got to carry the two. Let me just think about the math problem in the. Let me just think about jelly belly jelly beans. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> I can't can't think. He's like freaking out. And Jeb Carter um, is a. I don't know if that is Jed or Jeb either, but um, I think I think it's Jeb with a B. Jeb. Yeah, with a B. Um, and he's about to make probably the funniest comment here. And I just, <laughs> whenever I'm out, 
right? Somebody will say something. I'll always make a remark. And my wife is like, I don't know how people don't just take a swing at you. Um, like we were just at Aldi last week and we were going to put the groceries that we bought in a box type thing and carry it out. And yeah. this guy came over and he's like, whoa, those are mine. And I'm like, oh, I didn't see your name written on it. And the guy gave me a look like he's going to kill me and he's a lot bigger than me. Yeah. And then I, as I'm walking away, I'm like, oh, it's mine. It's like I'm making fun of him. <laughs> <laughs> and um, when Betsy saw this scene, she was like, I swear, I thought that guy was going to do exactly what Albert did here. <laughs> and she probably goes through that. I mean, I, on a daily basis, that's pretty much what I'm doing. <laughs> Just harassing people casually. No, no, I just wanted the box. No, I'm just kidding. Not his box? (laughs) His name wasn't even on it. It's a lot easier if you wrote him down. Well, maybe you ought to borrow Jason's glasses. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, so funny. Yeah, it's not even that funny, but Albert's like, why is everyone laughing at me? (laughs) Why don't you shut up? (laughs) (laughs) Why don't you shut up? I want another Sarsaparilla. And Albert just goes in rage. Ah! And he punches, he just gives him a left hook and. Ah! Ah! And then he like pummels him. It's like Street Fight and Albert. I'm like, what? This is the. Yeah. I mean, in a lot of ways, Albert has become exactly the kid he was going to become had he not been adopted by the Ingalls. Well, right. So he's he was on this trajectory already. Yeah. And then he was adopted by the Ingalls, so he's in this, like, good family situation. But he still had all these, like, really challenging times and, like, tragic things that happened. So I'm just, like, given all the stuff he went through, it's not surprising that he would, like, regress back into his street ways. Yeah, and he does bitch slap um, Leslie Landon, and... It the the screenshot you got is so classic. It's incredible. Like the the screenshot work that you've put into this episode <laughs> is stellar, yeah. stellar. Yeah. But I'm gonna just go for the sound effect because it's kind of worth it. And this is the beginning where I started to notice with the music. All right. Um, it's very Hitchcockian all of a sudden for the entire mm-hmm. rest of the episode. So I just want you to kind of think about that. But as soon as the slap happens, you get that. And she's like, who the hell do you think you are? Like it was. Yeah. Like, and it was, yeah. Right. And I, I will just point out that all of the children that are watching, they're all just kind of watching like this is normal. Yeah. Like none of them are none of them are shocked or really anything. They're just kind of like, oh, there's like a fight, and now he just bitch slapped her. Also, I don't see Nancy in this episode. Do I? No, she's not. Where is she? Oh, she is there. She is actually there. Oh, what? She really? is. Yeah, she's. Um, I just saw the back of her head because nobody else she's... has hair like that. Wait, where is she though? I've... Um. All right, I'll find exactly at. 40, I mean, uh, at 24, she's definitely there. Oh, that is her, right. She's uncharacteristically quiet. Yeah, we don't get um kind of a shot of no, her. No, she should face. have, st- like, so she should have, like, when Albert couldn't do the math, she should have stood up and been like, Miss Plum, 
He should stop <laughs> wasting our time. Like when everybody laughed, they should have done a close up of Nancy laughing. Yeah. Right, they could have done that, or I could like totally see her be like, Miss Plum, this is wasting our time. Can I do the math problem? <laughs> exactly. That would be awesome. <laughs> Classic Nancy. Um So they can't find Albert. They're basically um you know, he runs off and he's like, I'm just gonna go and do morphine under a kissing tree. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, what? The kissing tree is gone? Oh, my God. Any luck? No. Like looking for a needle in a haystack. Somehow Charles's hair is whiter <laughs> all of a sudden. You put baby powder on it. At 2530, it, it's just white. Crazy. <laughs> Should have listened to you, Doc. I thought it was over. You wanted it to be over, Charles. You wanted to believe the boy. It's obvious his problem with morphine is more serious than he led you to believe. Now uh, we've got to find him. I have a feeling he'll find us. Now uh, he makes a great point here. You know, um, Albert's definitely going to seek them out because he's fiending. Mm-hmm. What do you mean? He's fiending for he's the fiend. Addict. I have morphine. I also pointed this out to Betsy. I, I think I've said this before in the past. That John Carter, of course, is the new blacksmith in town. Mm-hmm. And it's just so funny that his sign, it says, Blacksmith John Carter. Because, you know, I'm surprised it doesn't say under new ownership. Because the last blacksmith, of course, raped Sylvia. Bad news. Yeah. So I don't even know what that guy's name is. But, uh, uh, Hartwig. Oh, yeah. It was Hartwig. I feel like there were episodes, even like post-Sylvia time, when the sign, like they would like just pan past it and it would still say Hartwig. And I'm like, mm. they haven't changed the sign. What the heck? You have to watch for that. You think they would just want to be like, get rid of this sign? <laughs> yeah. It's like when, like, uh, bad news. Like when Circuit City went out of business, all of a sudden the sign is the first thing to go. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, there, it's kind of a humorous scene. I mean, we're we're laughing at some of this, but um, of course we take all of this type of addiction talk seriously. But when he said like he's going to find us, he's going to seek us out, and the next shot it's like at nighttime showing the Walnut Grove Post Office, which is partially where you know Doc's office is on the side. It's like adjacent to it. Yeah, yeah. and it's like Albert's like just running into it like he's Chris Rock <laughs> and um, like fiending. <laughs> I almost was going to screenshot that and send it to you because he's like a little like gazelle. Like, <laughs> yeah. he, honestly, he reminds me of Chris Rock in like um, <laughs> one of those '90s movies about crack. But. Yeah, he, he's like coming up and he's like, mm. <laughs> he's like like scampering, <laughs> like a ninja wearing pure white. And those crickets. They're clamoring for the fiend. Get it, Albert. Get it, Albert. Telltale heart. So he he get, finds the key and he walks in. And in the most classic move of all time, you have Doc just kind of turn the lantern up. Classic. Right, and then Albert tries to run away, but then pause at the door. <laughs> and Albert's all like sweaty and yeah. He's like yeah. I just need a taste pa. <laughs> no more running, son. No more. 
Yeah, this is all Hitchcock, and it's crazy. I'm waiting for like a big flock of birds to go by or something. Caw, caw. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so they're at Edward's house. Edward's um, lean-to. <laughs> <laughs> You know, actually, he is a, I mean, if you look in the property that Edwards lives on, it's beautiful. He's a stream mm-hmm. going through it. Yeah. It's oh, like, man. it would be like primo property nowadays. Yeah. I'm like, this is nice, Edwards. You've done good. You've done good. It's a good place for a monkey to live. An orangutan even. And he does. He brings <laughs> an orangutan. Blanche. And then you can leave her unsupervised in your house while you go to the post office. Well, you know, what else are you going to do? Mm, true. Um, so Albert is completely freaking out, but they're using Edward's house for the withdrawals. They need a place that just kind of is away from everything. And Edward's like, it's a mess already. It's like, you really can't do much of anything to it anyway. <laughs> it's okay if he vomits milk here. It's actually worse. surprisingly tidy. Um, yeah. But, for Edward's. Yeah. So, um, we get this out of nowhere. Another Hitchcockian moment where, you know, we have Charles has his hand on his head and he's just like, what the hell did I do here? Like, should have left him in Winoka or wherever he was. Rickets. And he's just out of nowhere. Ah! 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 I'm, ah! I'm here. Ah! <laughs> So, but and so, like, how long has he been without the fiend at this point? Because, like, we were talking about before, the trip up would have been a little bit long, right? Yeah. And if he wasn't having it during the trip, um, and he wasn't having like symptoms that were like this, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I'm much. not really buying the timeline. Yeah, and I don't know, like, specifically, um, you know, like how long it takes for it to like kind of work out of your system to the point where you're like this. I would have um, liked if they said when they found the morphine that there was only a tiny bit left. So he consumed it all. And that would give us more of a reason to believe that he's going to go through this absolutely awful withdrawal. <laughs> right. Yeah. Which clearly is part of the routine of detox is to feed him raw milk, I guess. Yeah, mm-hmm. well, yogurt, I mean, they do, they do milk with every meal on this show. Glue. I don't know. I don't know what they're giving him, but it sure is white. Albert, I'm here! Look at me! It's all right. And I do think, all right, this is all fun to look at in a moment. You're like, oh, you know, it's shocking. But he really does. He pulls it off really well. Um, mm-hmm. I, I imagine that going through a detox is hard. You know, we all have heard about this and stuff. Um, and yeah, I heard, I hear it's one of the worst possible things to go through an opium withdrawal. Yeah. That's exactly what this is. Yeah. I'm here, son. It's all right. It's all right. Where are we? It was, it was, please remember. It's all right. Oh God, it hurt. Oh God, it hurt. He goes on to talk about how he's in so much pain and how he can't breathe. And we're getting like these really dramatic shots of Matthew Laberto. Which yeah. I, I mean, his acting is like so like on point here. I mean, I would love to know what he thinks of this episode, whether he's mm-hmm. like, oh, my God, I can't watch it. 
or it's like, yeah, I think I did a pretty fair job. You know, yeah. I, I'm just kind of curious about that, but he's just going on. I can't and breathe. breathe. You're going to be all right. I'm going to die behind me there. I got to go outside, Paul. I need air. All right. All right. Come on. Come on. Get some air. And he, he basically convinces Charles to bring him outside, and we saw this coming, right? Yeah, and then he, like, runs away. And... He, he goes like this. He goes, pause out a squirrel, and he runs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He shoves him. Like, here, I don't know what it sounds like, but I'm going to guess it. That's a deep breath. What is that music? Like... <laughs> picture james stew driving around like the winding streets of glen cove um drunk you know that's in another hitchcock movie but <laughs> so strange like i don't know i i um but yeah charles basically outruns him probably not too hard to do for somebody who's going through such a withdrawal yeah but plus charles, charles is you know ripped as ever so. yeah and he's like i'm gonna take the shortcut he knows the shortcut <laughs> <laughs> He's ripped, yeah. He catches up to him and We're going back now. Listen. Don't be the rock makers. He's got No! Oh please! I'll die if I don't! Don't die if you don't stop! You know, I'm almost surprised that they wouldn't just do this detox like at Doc Baker's or something. Because I yeah. feel like if they were there, Doc Baker would probably be like, I know this is a trick. If Like him wanting to go outside. Like Doc Baker would have wised up to it. I'm surprised they didn't do it Mommy Dearest style and strap him down. Yeah. Like, we'll be back in three days, Albert. <laughs> you know, um, and just, I don't know. I just think, you know, it's clear he's going to be very difficult. Yeah. Well, I mean, is really having Pa there by himself with Albert really the wisest way to go about it? Maybe the humility of it. He wants mm. to experience it. The whole thing is crazy. Why are you doing this to me? I didn't do this to you. You did. I didn't. And is there a reason they can't do the detox at the hotel? I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> you did. You understand? You did. You know, I don't think the Carters would mind if they did the <laughs> detox. Um, yeah, really go back home, right? How about we bring you to the old loft, Albert? Get out of here, Jason. <laughs> four eyes. <laughs> Call him Four Eyes. It'll make you feel good. It'll be just like in the old Mary days. Oh, you weren't with us then. Pa. And you can cry and you can beg and you can plead. Now, this is also, I want to point out, Michael Landon will not be returning to the series ever again after this episode, only in the movies. Well, right. Yeah. So this is it for Michael Landon. I mean, it's possible he didn't even know movies were going to be made. Yeah. So I think he's put everything into it. Yeah. He's like, I got to go out. With the bang. Yeah, this is I mean, my like, baby. And, like, in this scene particularly, like, just his acting here, like, he is, like, going all out. Yeah, I mean, he is he is Michael Landon playing Michael Landon playing Charles yeah. Ingalls. Yeah. 
But it's not gonna work. Not with me. Can we do that again, Charles? Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) We get like that hug and the sweeping music. Charles is sleeping in a chair. Yeah. He's just like chilling with his cup of coffee. Yeah. They're like interesting plot twist. He actually has morphine in that cup. You know, it gets him through this entire experience. <laughs> it's, Char- it's a rough time. Charles does not have an addictive personality, so you know he uses it more recreationally. Yeah. <laughs> he just likes to kick back and relax once in a while with it. Charles has those like lollipops. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I want to know why is it that he, we always see him sleeping in a chair. Couldn't they pull in a cot or something for him? Well, it's, it's a lean to, I mean, practically. So, I mean, there's one bed, there's barely room for that chair. Yeah. But his legs up. He could have made it a little bit more. I, I would think that sleeping on the floor is more comfortable. Right, yeah. And this is the second time that, because every time Elbert has a freak out, it's like Charles is sleeping in this chair. He's always sleeping, this guy. <laughs> Laura comes by. It's like he's always sleeping. Is it because like he's on morphine or something? Yeah, maybe. He's showing a wait, lot of erotic wait, wait, behavior. Wait, 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 wait. Did you skip the part where he was puking milk? No. What? This is Laura visiting. Oh, because she visits, then he pukes milk. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, got it. Sorry, I got mixed up. Where's Albert? Hey, he's asleep. I get you a cup of coffee. Thanks. Yeah, Laura, why don't you sit down? Charles has been up for two days. Why doesn't he serve you? Hey, Laura, why don't you come sit in my bed? <laughs> <laughs> hey, Laura, how about this? Um, you bring some food? Bring a snack? Charles is like in um, Edward's house. You know what Edward's has? Raisins from eight years ago and coffee. And that's it. <laughs> right. And we're not even sure if they're really raisins. And like an old bottle of booze or something. <laughs> Barely. That's what it is. He keeps like pouring rum or uh, whiskey, some of the good stuff into his uh, coffee. Make a nice Irish coffee. Actually, it's more well-stocked than I would imagine. I see some preserves. I see a sack of flour. Edward has come a long way since the days of giving yams out for Christmas. Well, he's sobered up. That's true. Yeah. He's had his ups and downs. <laughs> the sounds are just... <laughs> Pause like, oh, now that I'm back from the latrine. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God. Yeah, they're really drawing out this episode. Holy cow. I'm just going to cut a little ahead. They're kind of a lot of silent moments. Yeah. (laughs) Doc, what are you doing? Oh, God, darling. It's so hard what he's going through. You know. All right. So we're going to get to the... um, 
the crescendo here. We're going to get to the shining moment of the entire episode. Oh, God! Help me! Oh, the music here is great. Oh, this is all very Hitchcocky, I think. Yeah. Laura, I want you to go. Oh, what's happening? Hi, he's my brother. Do what I say. You know what Dr. Quinn would do? He just needs a shot of morphine. Yeah, just he needs a little fiend to ride it out. Thank you, Michaela. Thank you, Dr. Mike. Well, no, but then Cloud Dancing will come in and be like, Aho. Aho. We give Willowbark tea. <laughs> Aho, I made you this dream catcher for your <laughs> for your passage to the other side. It'll catch all your uh, bad bad uh, symptoms during the withdrawal. And Sully would chime in. Cheyenne, see that the dream catcher... Um, actually, Sully, the dream catcher, um, please stop saying Cheyenne, say. <laughs> yeah. Uh, do something! So, all right, in this, in this shot, if you could look at 3408, mm-hmm. you see his shoes are on, right? For one, right. take mm-hmm. the shoes off in the bed. I mean, you're not going outside for a couple of days. You don't need your shoes on. Mm-hmm. Be civilized. Yeah, but, why is he even wearing the shoes? That's yeah. weird. Oh, what's happening? Like, it's like his legs have a mind of their own, like, get me the morphine. Yeah, like, they are just like... <laughs> Waking out, it's crazy. Yeah. Oh, do something! Make a stop, please! And I don't know if this is something that is, that goes on with morphine withdrawal or opium withdrawal. Maybe there's muscle spasms. I'm not 100 yeah, percent sure. Yeah, I mean, about like, that. is it? Um, like, you that, ever like, get a Charlie happens? horse? You've gotten Charlie horses, right? Yeah. And yeah, you start totally. and you like kick, you know, and you bite a pillow, and you're like, <laughs> you're like, just kill me, just kill me. <laughs> you ever get those like <laughs> foot cramps that are like the worst thing ever? And you're yeah. just like, oh my gosh, this is uh, this is how I die. <laughs> and your dog just looks at you like, what, what's wrong with her? <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, is it like that the the spasms would happen like to that extent, or is he exaggerating it because he wants to get? It's possible. You can't trust um, this kid. Yeah. What's happening? You know he's pooping himself, right? I mean, <laughs> come on. Do something, bro. Do something, please. Oh. All right, so they show him from the uh, angle, probably about 34, 35. And he's got socks on. Or at least it looks like socks. Mm, let me take a look here. Yeah. Yeah, those, he definitely has socks on because I could see his toes. Uh, See that? No, he's wearing shoes. No. At 34.35? Okay. I'm at 34.34, and they're at the bottom of his feet, and they're heels. All right, let it play. (laughs) Those are socks. How did that happen? Because the camera angle didn't even change. As it goes on, there's just screaming. <laughs> this is me screaming at you. There's socks. There's socks. <laughs> this is crazy. <laughs> what? Where did so between thirty 
If you go to 3437, you could see his toes through the socks. Fact check, false. <laughs> this is crazy. Yeah. Unless it's an optical illusion of some sort. It's not important. But Wait, honestly, are his, maybe his shoes are really worn out. Possible? I doubt that. Please, you're right. Oh God, I'm gonna die. You're gonna live. All right, you're gonna live. This, I was gonna let it continue. This is. Oh, hopefully, you're not listening in headphones, people. Maybe they are his souls. I can't tell because then at thirty-four fifty-two. I don't know because like. The camera angle didn't change, and I clearly saw a heel. Yeah, but you know, it's they're, they're the bottoms of shoes, but they're it's just like a piece of leather. Oops. Yeah, what do you? Pasting? Yeah, it's it's very <laughs> weird. <laughs> and here it comes. It and this is almost like an exorcism at this point, like the whole let it out. <laughs> it's <laughs> oh very my weird. God, that picture that you just posted. Oh my god, that is I'm gonna pee myself. <laughs> All right. It's I don't what is he spinning up? <laughs> Looks like milk. <laughs> and he just keeps but let what out? Like, what? I mean, so I guess, I mean, has Pa just been giving him milk? I don't know. <laughs> Maybe that's his problem. Maybe he's lactose intolerant. <laughs> this has nothing to do with the fiend at all. No, it's just an allergic reaction to milk. <laughs> to raw milk. Unpasteurized raw milk. Just had too many switches. All right, now that. All right. So if you go to 35, <laughs> probably 35, 35, I'm going to guess, this vomit has a, a sound effect added to it. It's like a bloop. <laughs> Here, listen. Listen very closely. <laughs> Did you hear that? <laughs> bloop. Yeah, that's hilarious. All right, one more time for the uh, for the people in the back. They had to have added that. There's no way it would make that sound. <laughs> now this is the same volume, by the way. As when they were sitting in bed, you know, when you have Almanzo eating popcorn, trying to, you know, hook up with his wife. When they're like talking like this, you know, and it's like, yeah, but now it's this. I'm here. I'm here. By the way, Harry Starman uh, on the show. I was just thinking, 
<laughs> I have never, I mean, I guess maybe because he's normally wearing long sleeves, we don't really see his arms that much. But wow, hairy yeah, arm. Definitely. Oh, God, he's starting all over again. So his legs just start kicking again. And we do yeah, get that. Yeah. We cut to saying? this scene where we have more hairy arms. <laughs> I guess yeah. we just don't see these people's arms very much. But then we have, um, he's all passed out now, and Pa is, like, wiping his face with a cloth, and he is just drowning in his hair in the bed. <laughs> we, like, pan out, and his hair is, like, all voluminous. Yeah, it's, and this whole scene is a total Hitchcock shot. It's a crane shot, and it's totally not characteristic of the show normally. And I'm pretty sure that, um, Michael Lennon was a big Hitchcock fan, so mm-hmm. I don't know. I have to wonder if there's something there. Not a hundred percent sure, though. Probably. I'm probably. I'm. I'm just completely guessing. Now, it's over, boop, right? Boop, boop. Yeah, that's actually after he pukes. It's like. Boop. And you know, and that's. Hello, how- How's he doing? Well, you're going to need a new mattress. <laughs> <laughs> been a rough week for Charles and the boy. That's another thing. It's I mean, been a week? Yeah. I didn't catch up the last time. But, you know, they just, if you think about it, all that stuff's going on on his mattress. Yeah. Hopefully they replace it's like, it. It's not the first time that mattress has seen worse <laughs> days. It's all right. I'll just flip it. <laughs> <laughs> been through the worst part thank god now the hard part begins it won't be easy for the boy what are the chances of him starting in again are he's got a family who cares that gives him a better chance to move isaiah charles wanted me to tell you he's moving back into the hotel right will you do me a favor drop by laura's and let her know where's isaiah been staying do we know hotel I was wondering that, like, is he staying in the hotel? Lean to? And, like, why... So, I was thinking about this earlier. Why someone, Doc Baker, is like, can you do me a favor and let Laura know? Yeah. Why is that doing Doc a favor? That's not Doc's responsibility, right? (laughs) To tell Laura that they're going back to the hotel? Yeah, can you just do the favor? That's it. (laughs) Isaiah, you're never doing anything. You're not doing anything productive. I'll do it. I'll do it. Isaiah, always dressed up. Always looking good. Yeah, he's wearing the same shirt that he's been wearing for like two years. <laughs> now, I read somewhere on Facebook, so it's probably true, that on shows where they are eating, it's usually flavorless and cold food. Mm-hmm. And once you take a bite, what you do is you spit it into a bucket under the table. That's true. That's crazy. I don't know. I yeah, you I told me that. You you shared that with me when you mm-hmm. saw it on the yeah. on the Facebooks. I don't and th- I was like intrigued. But uh yeah, yeah. I don't know. But these do so, look like flavorless eggs. Yeah, so I, well you th- said that you thought they were hominy, but I always thought that they were eggs, which is really like Yeah, they are. Like, eggs. I mean they kinda of, they have the texture of kind of scrambled eggs, but that's what they I think it's definitely scrambled eggs. But they're, like, colorless. <laughs> they're just, like, totally pale. They look awful. It's like you, you cracked, like, and there's a lot of eggs, actually. It's like you made, yeah. you took, like, ten eggs and added one yolk. Well, yeah. I've always, 
I've always noticed that when they have eggs on the show, it's just, like, a ton of eggs. Um, even, like, when we have, like, in the earlier days, like, the whole Ingalls family, and yeah. Ma will come out with, like, a bucket of eggs. <laughs> like, it's just crazy. <laughs> like, it's just, like, this huge pan full of eggs. And granted, they have a lot of people in the family. But I'm like, I mean, how many eggs does everybody eat? I mean, like, I eat eggs a lot for breakfast, but I'll have, like, two. Like, but, two you know, scrambled eggs. I'm going to guess that this is all craft services. They probably went there and just kind of said, just dump it into the pan. Yeah. Maybe it is cold and flavorless. There you go. That's another thing. is Charles already has a plate of eggs. He's serving Albert second. This <laughs> 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 is funny. And then Albert takes exactly. a bite, and he's like, "This <laughs> 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 is the grossest stuff I've ever had." Yeah, he's like, this is "The worst eggs I ever had. It's cold and flavorless. Where's my bucket?" <laughs> <laughs> I just love how people just make up things. I don't love it, but I think it's funny. Um, so it looks like it's over, kind of. But I'm going to just play the scene where Albert talks about his own personal fears. I'm really scared because I. I think if there was morphine here and I was alone, I'd take it. His lips are crazy red, almost like he has lipstick on, but or cherry <laughs> chapstick or something. Yeah. <laughs> morphine. Kind of glossy, too. Yeah, a little bit. I know that. And we got the Charles theme. The but you're not alone. You got me, and more important, you got yourself. It's gonna take time, Albert. You're the only one that can do it. What happens when you go back? When you leave me? I'm not gonna leave you. And my son, I'm not gonna leave you. Aww. I mean, this really uh, does bring up the point, though, when he's like, I'm, you know, I'm not going to leave you and we're going to go back. Um, why, though? Because he, like, lost his job, presumably, right, in the first part when his boss says he can't go and he just, like, absconds. Yeah. So he, like, loses his job, I think. Uh, why not just move back to Walnut Grove? You have a job there at the mill. <laughs> Wait, did we see where it said Nellie? Well, now I'm confused. I know for a fact I saw Nellie's written on the window at some point, right? Uh-huh. But now at 4036, I see Caroline's on the window. And Nellie's is on the sign, like the big sign. Right. Which is the way I always remembered it. Right. Dang it. I have to go through this whole thing and figure out what the whole deal is. But um, I'll find that little inconsistency another time. But like, why, yeah, why do they have to go back to the city? Why not just be like, hey, Carolyn, we're moving back here. I don't know. It seems like something that they would do, right? Well, they're getting ready to blow up the town and stuff. So. Yeah, that's true. You, know, you got to move on. They barely have phones in the school. Okay, so now at like 40... Where are we? I'm at like 40.55, and I think this is the outfit you said that you like on Albert. Let me take another look. I might not like it. All set, Pa. All right. Oh, yeah, I don't know if I like that so much. 
See, no. see what I'm saying though? The coat it drapes so poorly, like it's like really cheap material. Yeah, it's like felt. It looks like yeah. I was gonna say it looks like it's made out of felt. Yeah, that, that's not so great. Like, yeah. Like Emma did did not make that. No. No, definitely not. I don't think that Shannon Doherty had a single line in this entire episode. Or either episode. Hmm. Did she say anything when they had dinner in the I don't first think part? so. Maybe not. She was just kind of there. Or some stupid. <laughs> um, so um the new girl comes to school and I thought we I thought it was kind of funny to get the Jason thing like the Jason four eyes reference to the old, you know, I think it's the first season. Is it the first season? Uh, it's the second season. Second season. Four eyes, I, think. I want you all to welcome Tammy cook. Hello, Tammy. Tammy, why don't you take that seat right over there next to Jason? Yes, ma'am. And Jason is just like, I am California. And he's like are, raising his eyebrows and yeah, stuff. Like, he's, wiggly, yeah. He's like winking and <laughs> what a goofy kid. Yeah. Like it, it's so strange. <laughs> and she calls him four eyes and he takes off the glasses and gives it to his brother. Cute. You know, yeah. of course, you know, Mary went and hid hers in a log and this kid's just, you know, passing it along. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe doc could have had an extra pair of glasses for Mary. Then again, yeah. time is time has gone on, so maybe he's expanded his medical practice to optometry. Well, yeah. So I mean, I was saying that earlier when he like first went to was that in the first part when he went to the? Uh, no, I think it was the, in the beginning the, of this one. Yeah. Oh yeah, you're right because that's like when the when Zeb was having problems, mm-hmm. which we never revisit that, by the way. Like, what happened to that old guy? Oh, he's fine. Live another <laughs> ten years. <laughs> um, but yeah, like, how come Doc Baker can suddenly do eye exams because Mary had to go all the way to Mankato? Yeah, well, I it think was like a, it was like a week long trip every time Mary had to have her eyes examined. Maybe he learned how to create a prescription and he can order out for the glasses. Maybe he got an online certification. Yeah, and then he could just go online and order them. Yeah, you know? and he printed that thing out. You know, printed yeah. out the eye chart. So um, Albert comes and visits the class, and this is the first time that we see an interaction with him and Miss Plum. Since the bitch slapping. Yeah. May I come in? Certainly, Albert. My pa and I are leaving today. That's good news. I just wanted to say how sorry I am for what I did. And there's that kid with crazy mullet hair in the audience. Like the audience, but like the audience. I'll look for him. You know the kid I'm talking about though, right? With that weird mullet. I acted that way because of a drug. A drug called morphine. This is like those um, PSAs from the 80s. Yeah, this is um, like Dare. Yeah. By the way, if you go to like 42, 46, you'll see the kid. All right, it's with coming With the crazy up. hair. 
we have to hear his his message of um you know he's been in a recovering addict now for a week for a day he's been off he's been off it for a day i started taking it to be one of the boys thought it was real growing up oh yeah that kid he looks like michael sweet from striper i, I mean is that, that a boy is. or a girl that's a boy right mm, i could i could see an argument either way well don't let anybody fool you there's nancy drugs. Drugs in the audience Nothing that makes you lie and steal and hurt your families growing up. You panda Hank, you'd be like, what's this kid talking about? <laughs> oh, I know from my family's lying and stealing. Hank's in the back smoking. <laughs> <laughs> Are you almost done up there? I want to uh, talk to Miss Plum. <laughs> See if she's looking for some work. <laughs> hey, honey. I could have died from it. I was lucky. I got another chance. I mean, to be fair, I don't think he was really close to death, right? <laughs> no, he just felt like it. <laughs> You're right. A lot of people aren't that lucky. I mean, in all fairness, you took the same amount of morphine as the guy who's like 90 years old. Right, yeah. All I'm saying is don't be dumb. Don't throw your life away because you want to be like somebody else. Say it. Crack is whack. You. Crack is whack. You. Who's that ginger snap sitting next to Nancy? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I noticed that kid earlier in the scene when they were, um, when Elber was like punching out the kid. He's got like the Brian Cooper haircut. Yeah. <laughs> well, goodbye. Good luck, Albert. By the way, don't apologize to Jeb, who you punched out. Yeah. Don't. And then, like, when Miss Plum's just all like, goodbye, Albert, and then she turns around and then she's like snorting. <laughs> <laughs> she's a little key, you know? <laughs> He leaves and she's like, oh my God, thank God he's gone. <laughs> Somebody get the sheriff. A lot of courage for Albert to speak to us like that. And I hope you don't forget it. My mother said I should write it down. <laughs> if I had a remembrance book, I would write it down. <laughs> um, let's see. Yeah, so he gives the whole thing. Um... What, what happens next here? I mean... Well, then it's, like, pretty much over. But then Laura has a little voiceover outro where she says he returns as a doctor, which becomes a continuity error in the future. But it's not even that far in the future. he has that, like, blood disorder. How could they at all... Well, didn't he have, um... God, I can't remember. I'm thinking of every disease that you could possibly have that has nothing to do with blood disorder. Leukemia? Yeah, yeah. didn't he have leukemia? I mean, I don't think they ever say that, but I think it's, like, understood that's what it is. Okay. So, yeah. Um, all right, so here's the voiceover. Years later, Albert Ingalls returned to Walnut Grove. 
And we were all so proud to have Dr. Albert Ingalls home again. And everyone's like, whoa, what? That's amazing. Well, so, you know something I was thinking about earlier? So then we have future, like, not that far advanced in the future, right? Where we find out he has the leukemia. Mm-hmm. And then that's what, maybe the second to the last movie, third to the last movie? I don't even remember. In the movies after that, like in the one when they come back and blow up the town, mm-hmm. there's no mention of Albert at all. Are we just to think that he died? Like that he's dead at that point? Yeah. I, I just think they were just trying to get through these movies. Was it, I wonder if it was like a contract and they just had to. Yeah. I'm fast forwarding so as fast as I possibly can through these episodes to try to find the shot of in front of the restaurant, but I have a feeling that I'm going to have to add to it later. But um, Kelly, thank you so much for doing this episode. You can listen. If you like our banter and our um, non-romantic chemistry, <laughs> um, then you, you might enjoy our other podcast, which is uh, Dr. Quinn cast. And it is about Dr. Quinn Medicine Woman, which is a television show that took place in the 19th century. And I think if you – I really do think – and it took me a while to come around. Um, if you like Little House in the Prairie, you probably would at the very least somewhat like Dr. Quinn. Yeah, yeah It's like exactly. a more extreme version of Little House. And it's, it's – you get more Native Americans. Yeah. I mean they have like some really – really cool stuff going on in the show. So yeah, I, I really enjoy it. I'm glad that um, I started watching it and I'm almost done with it. I mean, I just, I'm still at the very end of season five and yeah. I just, it's really serious. I mean, the show, we just went through a suicide attempt and pretty, pretty yeah. deep um, series. Yeah. I'm enjoying it. I'm glad. I'm glad that you got into it. Yeah, I'm glad too. that you finally heeded my advice. And <laughs> I lost <laughs> no, a bet. Awesome podcast. Yeah. Um, yeah, but it's very cool. So look us yeah, up on if Facebook you there come too. Come over to the other side. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you just look up Quincast on Facebook, you find our group. Uh, if you go to drquincast.com, you find it, and it's, it's pretty much the same format, except it's just a different show. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, same kind of thing. We talk about a lot of the same things. Um, we reference Little House kind of regularly. <laughs> And I mentioned I'm Jewish at least once an episode. Yeah, yeah so, so same format. <laughs> yeah, same, same format. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider supporting Wannacrobecast by heading over to patreon.com slash Wannacrobecast. <laughs>